So as we rear to hear our scripture, we continue our journey into the Gospel of Mark and into Holy Week. As I said last week, Jesus has now entered Jerusalem, and the tension with the religious leaders uh, is coming to a head. Uh, he came into Jerusalem on a donkey, and then the first day he overturned the tables of the money changers in the temple. Then last week we saw him back in the temple having an argument or kind of heated debate with the Pharisees. And then between last week and this week, he had another argument with the Sadducees, another group of religious leaders. And in each case, um, Jesus is really challenging them and challenging for uh, them the ways that they use their religious power to benefit themselves and not to attend uh, to those on the margins. As we'll see this morning, this theme uh, continues today. We hear a story about a scribe coming to ask uh, Jesus a, a, a genuine question about the law. Scribes are legal experts, and so uh, he comes and asks Jesus a question. And it gives Jesus an opportunity to teach one of his greatest teachings about love. Uh, yet, even though it seems like this scribe is catching on, what we'll see is Jesus goes on actually to condemn the scribes uh, as a group, that they continue um, to purport to be about love and care but they also continue to miss the mark uh, for what it means to truly love others. So let us listen to the word of God. From the Christian Testament, reading from Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 to 44. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have purely said that God is one, and besides God there is no other and to love God with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any question. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, how can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself, himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, 
This poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Will you join me in prayer? Oh, gracious God, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, if ever there was a scripture that spoke to where we are in our world today, um, I think that this is it. The scribe comes to Jesus this morning, and he basically asks a question about what really matters. Of all the things that this scribe is responsible for, hundreds of laws, all the things he's trying to balance, he comes to Jesus and basically says, what is the most important command of all? And as you know, Jesus boils the gospel down into a nutshell, one word, love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus puts these two commands from Scripture, one from Deuteronomy, one from Leviticus, he puts them together in such a way as to say these are inextricably linked. Basically, you cannot love God without loving your neighbor, and that in loving your neighbor, we show our love to God. The scribe hears this, he rephrases it, he basically says, okay, so we love God, we love our neighbor, and this is better than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices, essentially better than all of our temple rituals, better than personal piety, and Jesus says, yes, you are catching on to the priorities, that you are not far from the kingdom of God. If we think about where we are today, if we think about our lives in the face of this global pandemic, what we need now, what matters most, is love. The love we have for God and the love that we have for our neighbors. That it's this kind of love and highlighting this love and living out of this love, which is what is going to help us through this time. I was reading a, a really good op-ed in the New York Times earlier this week. It was uh, by a man, I think, named Eric Kleinenberg, and he wrote about social distancing and what he calls social solidarity. And he basically said that while at this time we need to be practicing social distancing, that physical distance from each other, we also need to be practicing social solidarity, which is that sense that we are in this together, that sense that um, our lives are interdependent, individuals and as a group, and that this interdependence is what uh, motivates us to promote public health and uh, to put aside our own personal security. And we're seeing all kinds of examples of this social solidarity in our world right now. Even this morning as we meet virtually, this is our way of trying to help flatten that curve to love our neighbor as ourselves. And you all have so many examples of ways that you're seeing love of neighbor lived out. It's in the, it's in the neighbors that reach out to each other before they go to the grocery store and ask if someone needs help. It's in calling up loved ones that you haven't talked to for a while or you know that are alone. Uh, it's people turning in their little free libraries into little free food pantries and trying to get food to people who need. It's in all the healthcare workers 
clerks, the grocery store clerks that are showing up day after day, putting their own personal security on the line to show that love of neighbor. And I don't know about you, but hearing these kinds of stories and remembering this kind of connection is really life-giving and helpful in this time to remember that we are in this together. I was speaking to one of the elders in our church earlier this week, uh, asking her how she was doing, and she commented that she has not experienced this sense of worldwide community uh, since she was a little girl during World War II. That at that time, there was a real sense of uh, all being in this together, a real sense that everybody was sacrificing uh, to come together and to help. And I asked her, I said, do you remember, do we have things like problems with hoarding and things like that back then? And she said, no. It, everybody was on rations. Everybody was trying to do their part to help. And that's the spirit that we're going to need, I think, going forward, living out that love of neighbor. I was reminded of it also this week because I went into a store, a sporting goods store, to buy something for my son. And um, while I was there, as I was checking out, I asked the clerk, I said, well, how's business? How are you doing? And uh, she said, they've actually been really busy, that lots of people are coming in and they're buying one of two things. They're either buying personal fitness equipment for how to stay fit at home, uh, or they're buying ammunition. And I thought, wow, that's, that's where we are. We have a choice about how we're going to take care of ourselves in this time. If it's attend to our own mental and physical well-being, or are we going to arm up to protect ourselves from our neighbor rather than serving our neighbor? And so it just strikes me, again, that as people of faith, this is the fundamental aspect of our faith, to love God and to love our neighbor. And the more that we can reach out in love, the more that we can put aside that, that personal sense of security to, to reach out to each other, uh, the better off we are all going to be. The other thing that I want to highlight about this scripture, which is just such a, a basic and fundamental part of our faith, is that um, for Jesus, love of neighbor is also about justice and justice for our neighbor. And we see that in our story this morning. Um, Jesus talks to the scribe, but he doesn't just leave it there. Um, he goes on then to highlight a little bit about the life of scribes. And he says, beware of the scribes who walk around in their long robes. And I'm aware I'm wearing a robe right now, so this, the irony is not lost on me. Uh, but Jesus says, watch out for the scribes uh, who are wearing their robes, who walk around saying all these fancy prayers, who want the best seats in the synagogue, because they're actually devouring uh, widows' houses. And basically what Jesus is critiquing is what he's been critiquing all along, um, which is a in a practice whereby the religious leaders lived off the offering to the temple. And so they would take the offerings, including those of widows and orphans and the people they were supposed to be caring for, and they would use those to buy their long, fancy robes and take care of themselves. And Jesus then goes on to tell the story of sitting at the treasury and watching people put money uh, in the treasury. The rich come in and put in out of their abundance, and then this widow comes in and puts in all she has two copper coins. Often the story is used to highlight the widow and her generosity, and that is, a, that is a way that you can read this story, as someone who really embodies that love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, willing to put everything on the line. But given where this story falls in the narrative and in Holy Week, and given Jesus' trajectory of challenge, 
challenging the powers that be. There's also a way that this story is about the unfaithfulness of the scribes, that they are the very people called to care for widows and orphans, and yet they are willing to receive this offering, which will leave this widow destitute. And so there is a way that Jesus is condemning the whole um, structure and showing that the scribes themselves are not living out that love of neighbor. One of the things that I said last week and I think continues to be true is that part of this pandemic is exposing uh, the injustices in our system and we continue to see that unfold. Uh, we continue to see what problems there are when a country or businesses don't offer paid sick leave so that people will rather show up at work ill than risk losing their jobs. We're seeing what happens in a medical system that is built on profit and how those with the most uh, money can try to get the best service and there are so many who fall through the cracks. And so the more that we can raise up stories of institutions, of businesses, of government, uh, loving neighbor corporately, um, the better off that we're going to be. And there's some really wonderful examples of this. We know a lot of the utility companies have stopped. Uh, they're not gonna turn off water for people, for example. People are extending uh, internet subscriptions so people can stay connected. Um, there's also some wonderful stories happening locally. Um, I think one, a couple I heard this week, an Oregon distillery, Shine Distillery in Portland, has taken all their alcohol that they use for spirits and are now making hand sanitizer, they're basically a sanitizer distillery. Um, there are, there's a respirator company up in Washington State that has obviously been uh, getting lots of orders from healthcare systems, hospitals, but also individuals are calling and offering uh, exorbitant amounts of money to have a respirator personally made for them and their family. And this business is turning away that profit in order to uh, attend and make the respirators for the healthcare systems that need them most. Um, even the United Church of Christ, it, we are learning how to repurpose uh, some of our resources. Up in the Pacific Northwest Conference, uh, just to our north on the Olympic Peninsula, there is a, a camp that they have, a conference center, Pilgrim Furs Conference Center. And just two days ago, they decided to uh, make their conference center a quarantine site in their county. And so they're taking those beds and repurposing them for people who get sick. That's a place for them to come and receive help, which frees up those who are the sickest to be in the hospitals. And so there's story after story like this that are happening in ways that we are called uh, systemically to do what we can to help those most on the margins. Um, here at LOUCC, we continue to look for ways to do that and be involved in that. And this week, our Justice Action Team, uh, they put out a list, it's in our e-news, about ways that we can be involved, not just on the individual level, but also on these larger uh, justice levels, about ways that we can educate and advocate and generously support those organizations that are really working uh, for those most on the margins. We are in strange times. We are in really difficult times. And yet, we have a faith that stands the test of time and that reminds us of what matters most and that is love. And so as we continue to move through this time, may we continue to stay grounded in that love, that love of God, uh, that love of neighbor, and that love that allows us to stay connected and to transform and serve the world 